Hey, everybody. Welcome to Pale in Comparison, a proud member of the Doof Network. In this podcast, my sister uses her knowledge of the otherverse to take a look at Pact, Wildbow's most reflective work, and I try to not give away any spoilers. I'm Jenny, and Malia convinced me to read Worm. I'm Malia, and Jenny convinced me to read everything else. This episode, we are covering Malfeasance, chapters 11.7 and 11.8. Before we get into that, however, I'd like to issue a spoiler warning. This podcast is filled with pale spoilers. If you don't know who Verona takes as a familiar and don't want us to tell you, stop now, read pale, and come back to this podcast. As for Pact, there will be full spoilers through the chapters we are covering. All right. Sweet. How you doing, Malia? <laughs> I'm doing okay. Yay. <laughs> I'm actually doing really well. It's just life is hectic and has kind of started to finally settle after the move, although I still haven't found... We still haven't found the utensils. It's a fun adventure. Hmm. Because little <laughs> do you know, Vitalis and I packed the utensils away in a very weird spot. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Okay. Like, no. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure they're, at least from what I remember, I think they're in a kitchen box. And they probably have clothes around it just to pad it. But cool. Yeah. <laughs> we helped them pack. Just it was to, very nice. It was so nice. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of got the ball rolling and then you did everything else but mm-hmm. um all right here's our yeah, chapter wait, how, how, how are you <laughs> i am good um trying to think i'm fine my kitchen's still not built yet so it's only Oof. probably will be done completely hopefully by the end of the year which is supposed to be done in may Woo! <laughs> hey you know what it's all right because we have a stain or we have a sink that's like on. Or we have a makeshift sink and we have uh, a couple counter spaces. So you know what? It's all right. We're Ooh. making it work. Um, Lily is trying to eat everything, <laughs> and she's trying to learn how to wave, which is really cute. And she's pointing <gasps> at things, but she's she she hasn't like figured out like you have to like raise your hand. So she, it's kind of like at a limp. She's just kind of like wagging her hand back and forth like in a lift so, oh, so it's pretty funny <laughs> um yeah nothing much nothing oh. too much yeah and it's uh, almost a year or it might already be a year since you went on maternity leave from the podcast so that's exciting woo! the anniversary it's, of the big break <laughs> it is yeah uh, wow time flies yeah when you're having that's, that's... children i guess <laughs> <laughs> which is actually really true time does fly with kids because it's like, wow, she was a little baby. And wow, now she's trying to stick her fingers in electrical outlets. Keyword trying, not succeeding. So <laughs> you just got to be fast with that one. She's adventurous. She's adventurous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's kind of like a cat. Because it's like, she wants to really wants to be, because you know, like cats, as far as I don't have one, but like, as far as I understand, like, they want to be like inside and outside at the same time. Like they can't decide. Like she wants to be picked up. And then immediately as you pick her up, she's trying to like bend her back over so that like, you know, you'll have to put her down and then you put her <laughs> down and she immediately wants to be picked up. And then she wants to go in the swing and you put her in the swing and then she wants to be picked up again. It's just unending. So, wow. Wow. Good stuff. <laughs> All right. I think we've got one of, we've got our first tangent out of the way, which is always a good, a good thing. Um, so we're gonna start with the chapter summary, which is a summary of the chapters. <laughs> That's right. Get ready. <laughs> uh, Peter 
is suspicious and interrogates Alexis. And she gets really irritated. Um, the Then the Thorburns uh, scheme together and they group up. Ellie tries to steal some belongings and Blake scares the crap out of her and gets the belongings back. Even Andy show up and lock the Thorburns to the radiator um, and kick <laughs> one of the children in the face repeatedly. Um, Blake reports to the cabal and tells them what's going on. And then Andy and Eve go on the attack. They could all send some others to defend against them, but they bounce one of the boogeymen back, which is a real bummer. Um, Blake talks with her and she like really likes him and <laughs> keeps misunderstanding what he's saying. Like, Oh, I can murder them with you together. Oh, you want to keep them alive to feast on their fear. <laughs> um, the group seems to resign themselves to their fate and just like immediately give up on life. But Blake goes after the boogeyman with the hyena um, and then he gets like basically booted out of the house because all the reflective surfaces are gone. Um, he meets up with Evan and then they go and speak to the Briar girl about having a junior council meeting. what do you think of these chapters, Malia? <laughs> uh, a lot happened and I'm worried. Um, I thought we'd have, I mean, I, I don't know. I thought we'd have more time to see the Thorburns in the house. Mm. Um, but, um, and I did not, even a little bit expect the witch hunters to just show up so that was fun yeah, just suddenly like, it was like oh ava's there i was like what the fuck yeah like what like, uh, <sighs> I, uh it's gonna be fun okay um so <laughs> peter is suspicious and interrogates alexis and then the thorburns scheme together and group up yeah so peter has like big bbc sherlock vibes um he's like there's just even greater asshole vibes <laughs> true but like there's dust on the floor and you can see the box marks and you should have swept the whatever whatever um and that was actually it was actually pretty great i i liked peter like being Just really smart all down mm -hmm. yeah it's fun um it's like scary and it's a little like i mean it's really obnoxious but it was also kind of fun um it's easy to like really intelligent people in books i guess um mm -hmm. But yeah, Alexis is like not prepared for this and is doing her best. And Peter decides to convince himself that Grandma Rose was like basically involved in a cult. And he's not really that wrong, I guess. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah, this whole chapter is me being like, is like, is Peter a practitioner or not? Um, and I don't think so, but there were like a couple of weird moments where I was like, uh, I don't know. Seems sketch. You're thinking that he must be a practitioner? No, there were just he a couple moments where I thought like, oh no, is he? Yeah. Which we can talk about. Or something. Well, like, so the one that really like got my shackles up or hackles, whatever it's called, um, was, that's not the right phrase. It's fine. Was um, when he's talking about Ellie. And I, I think it's when he says Ellie's name the third time. And she goes, are you talking about me? Uh-huh. Um, and that's very like practitionery, although I guess she'd have to be one too. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I just, I'm kind of on the, like, are any of the Thorburn secretly practitioners train? And like, I don't, like, I don't think so, but. But uh, you're kind of I, like paranoid. Yeah. I can't remember how, like, I think that most practitioners can kind of see like with the site, if someone else is a practitioner or whatever. 
but like Blake doesn't have that. And so I'm not sure if he can like definitely tell if someone's practitioner or not. Um, yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember what the other thing was, but I mean, it, yeah, it seems clear that the innocence or something is starting to wear off or the spirits like, it's like, this is too difficult. Um, sorry. Can you say something? My headset said something weird. Something. Cool. <laughs> Peter. Peter Pumpkin Eater. How does your garden grow? Oh, that's Mary. Yep. Mary, Mary, quite contrary. I mean, Peter, Peter, I guess Pumpkin Peter Eater. Grow pumpkins. What does he do? He, he should. Wait, Peter should grow pumpkins and then eat them instead of possibly stealing other people's pumpkins. Is that what he does? Um, let's see. It's Peter, Peter, Pumpkin <laughs> Eater. Had a wife, but couldn't keep her. He put her in a pumpkin shell, and there he <gasps> kept her very well. Peter, Peter, pumpkin eater, had another and didn't love her. Peter learned to read and spell, and then he loved her very well. What? <laughs> I feel like I've only heard the first part. Put her in a pumpkin shell. Yeah. It's a little weird. That's, but... That one's horrifying, and then it's like, oh, he loved his wife once he learned how to read. And I'm like, I don't understand that. <laughs> like, a second, whatever. Uh. Um... I always imagine Peter Peter Pumpkin Eater as like a child. Me too. Um, which yeah, it's kind of dumb because I know I've heard the had a wife but couldn't keep her part. So I guess I just totally ignored that part as a kid. Yeah. Put yeah. her in a pumpkin. I hate that. <laughs> but yeah, so so Blake oh, mumbles something in Peter. What? <laughs> I'm on Wikipedia where of course oh. you can do rabbit holes, you know. This is mm-hmm. the origin. Um it says it's uh, origin um what is it first surviving version of the rhyme was published in like 1797 um so it's it's like P- peter my neeper had a wife and he could not keep her he pat her i the wa and la at the mice eat her which yeah. sounds terrible i don't totally understand what that's saying you put but- her in the wall and let the mice eat her oh maybe yeah actually that makes a lot of sense um and yeah, even more horrifying, that verse is also considered to be an older version of the rhyme Eeper Weeper, which is like, what the fuck is that? Um, <laughs> and I'm going to tell you the lyrics here. Uh, no. Eeper Weeper, chimney sweeper, had a wife but couldn't keep her, had another, didn't love her, up the chimney did he shove her. <gasps> yeah. Man, nursery rhymes are just fucking terrible, man. Bad. They're bad. Your pumpkin eater's nicer, at least. I mean, that's... Uh, well, maybe it's where not did nicer. the pumpkins just, enter into it? I don't know, man. I mean, like if you think about it too hard, yeah, it's still bad. But like if you're like, oh, it's a pumpkin, it's just a pumpkin, <laughs> you know? Maybe he just like, you know, cut out the bottom of the pumpkin and like made her wear a pumpkin shirt, you know? Like it was a really big fucking pumpkin, and he oh, like just, a like, tube top, yeah, a tube top, like a big but a pumpkin tube top, a pumpkin top. You know, I don't think that's what this is saying, but that's what I'm going to say in my head canon because um, it's just all disturbing, you know? Yeah, I'd say someone should do that for Halloween, but I don't know if you could get the whole pumpkin over you without got, breaking I mean, it. You have to get a really, then, well, you not a real pumpkin. Get like a fake pumpkin. Make like paper mache pumpkin or get oh. like, um, hmm. get like a pinata. I'm sure they have pumpkin pinatas or jack-o'-lantern pinatas. And just you know, cut out the just bottom and wear <laughs> just wear it. You know, it's fine. People have been weirder things for Halloween. Be a sexy pumpkin. 
Ah, don't be a sexy pumpkin. <laughs> we don't need to bring sexy into every well, if like, it's just Halloween. like a tube top. If it's just a tube top. I want to see more sexy men Halloween costumes. Yeah. Okay, now I'm going to look. Do they? Oh my gosh, they have a lot of sexy <laughs> pumpkin costumes. Oh, sure. <laughs> Why? <sighs> okay, except that one of them uh, hilariously typing sexy pumpkin is definitely not sexy. It's just like literally like a big baggy looking pumpkin thing and the girl has like the stem like on her head as a hat and she's just like hey um it definitely doesn't look sexy but oh that's a good one sorry i know you guys can't see this is a terrible for me to be doing on a podcast there's a picture um of a man who has hollowed out a bunch of pumpkins and stuck his legs through them and stuck some pumpkins on his arms and stuck like a pumpkin with like a square cut out for his face. Um, and then he <laughs> took the tops. It looks like of two like pumpkins um, and like turned it into like, a, a, <laughs> like a bra or like a, you know, a pumpkin swimsuit top. And he put mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. on and he's laying down suggestively. Chuck that in the Discord in our channel with just like no explanation. All right, um, I'll consider that. So I will consider go that. find it. Oh, and he has a little like pumpkin with a long stem over his crotch too. So that's really adds to the really adds to it. You know, <laughs> I'm just gonna send you this picture and then I'm gonna. I, I feel like I described it pretty well, but I'm just gonna send it to you and. I'm going to make you decide if you're going to put it to Discord. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good description, right? Yeah, it's pretty good. By good, you mean like so terrible. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, that got off topic pretty well. So that's a uh, good job, Malia. All right. Let's see how many t- more times this happens. All right. Peter Pumpkin Eater. <laughs> so Peter's talking to alexis and like doing the sherlock thing and he's being a pain in the ass and fucking with her yeah yeah um and it's like blake starts kind of saying something and the first time blake says something peter doesn't react but then i think he says something again later and after he kind of figures out that maybe there's a cult and um peter's like oh what was that i heard something and so you know with peter especially but also some of the other people in the house it's like oh the innocence is wearing off or the spirits are working too hard or blake's like really scary like there's lots of things where it's like oh no like uh these people might become aware (laughs) um and as we talk about later you really don't want to be responsible for a thorburn because like oh my god yeah fuck (laughs) that (laughs) oh my gosh fuck that yeah that sounds terrible um yeah but it's it's pretty funny how alexis is like i'm starting to see how rose got to be how she is like this whole family is so horrible that like <laughs> rose's personality makes sense and i just uh, uh, for everyone for everyone yeah, and, and even peter's like oh you think it's bad dealing with me this is my entire life and i'm not even gonna get any money out of it and i'm like oh, you could just be better like i don't know what to do <laughs> you, could, you could leave your family like what oh my goodness yeah i don't know like you could choose to be better like blake but easier said than done right um but yeah so then alexis goes to smoke and 
they form their super good plan. <laughs> so good. The plan, the plan is when people come to attack the house at night, like Peter and Ellie and I guess Roxanne are going to snoop and or like use the cabal as body shields. <sighs> and I'm like, I don't know if that sounds like a plan. I mean, it sounds like an idea. And presumably Peter would come up with something, whatever, but it's just kind of like, what are y'all, what is your goal? What is your aim? What are you doing? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean. Yeah, but. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. Um, they recognize that like the cabal, they're all really, really scared. And Callan talks about how Molly was also really scared. Um, and yeah. Um. And they're sort of like grouping up and it seems like they're just going to group up into like family units. But then Roxanne's like, I want to help. And Catherine freaks out. Um, And Roxanne's kind of a little jerk and talks about how she's really like a little jerk. And Peter's like, Catherine, if she comes with me, you don't have to deal with her. So what are you even whining about? And she's like, yeah, okay. (laughs) Um, And Peter's like, cool, I'm going to go outside and bother Alexis or whatever and ellie's like lol k and so most of the family goes and watches tv that only has a hundred channels ah only which like which i guess a lot of channels do like have really crappy stuff on them but you know you probably should like, pro- find something more channels doesn't necessarily increase your chances of finding something good to watch exactly like, you're absolutely right like yeah <laughs> um and in the meantime blake looks at the contract that he copied or whatever took um and it's he thinks like his dad and his uncle and aunt have all been like reading through it and they've all read through it several times and they're really working together pouring through this contract to try to figure out you know how to fuck over rose or whatever Mm -hmm. and i love the it would have been heartwarming if it wasn't to screw over another family member (laughs) (laughs) like yeah that's pretty much uh yeah it's pretty perfect. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Pretty much it. They're just a bunch of assholes. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of, I mean, it's pretty entertaining. Um, I want to see more of them, but they're very stressful. They're like this big, like, chaos energy unit. And yeah. Chaos energy unit. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> yeah. I can't argue with that. All right. Let me see. So after they, yeah, decide to, I don't know, continue being assholes, you know, uh, Ellie tries to continue being an asshole, um, just like I said, and tries to steal some shit. Um, Blake scares that shit out of her and actually gets the shit back. (laughs) Good job, Blake. Getting your shit together. Um, This part was fun. And I mean, like, especially the first time reading it, it was like, oh, fuck, like, What's she going to find? Oh my God, is she going to go see Barbatorum? And then like, doesn't. Um, because thank God they somehow, hopefully, blocked that off. Um, and then, you know, what other stuff is she going to steal? And Blake's just sort of like watching, like, kind of helpless to stop it. Um, he tries to find Alexis to be like, hey, this is happening, but he can't. I don't know where Tiff and Ty were. I feel like, yeah, but... He's he's going around trying to stop her from stealing all the shit, or at least watch her steal all the shit. And he's like knocking on the picture frames, and she keeps doing it. But then um, 
Alexis finds her and she's just like, oh, where do I sleep? And Alexis like, yeah, there's no beds left. So you're sleeping in the living room. Bye. Um, and she walks off. <laughs> and yeah, Blake's like, some people believe in the best of human nature, but I believe in the worst parts of Thorburn nature. And I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, I think that's probably smart. Yeah. Um, and then Blake asks Alexis to move the mirror out of the circle, um, which she does, which is cool. And Ellie decides to, yeah, or Blake decides to scare the shit out of Ellie. Um, in Rose's room, he is super pissed because she's taking their shit and he makes a copy of the bag in his world and he does the whole knocking thing and one of the birds is like super jazzed at how angry Blake is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and I still am a little sad and wonder if we'll ever see Lefty again because like Lefty forever. Um, Lefty forever. <laughs> But yeah, so he he's like screams at her um, and presumably she's it's not clear to me if she definitely saw him. But presumably, yeah, she sees this like man kind of in the mirror, like screaming her name. Um, and that scares her a lot. And he hides the bag and he's worried it, some of the stuff is broken or whatever. But like he, he still manages to hide it and she looks around for it. But then she freaks out and leaves. Um, and yep (laughs) yeah that was kind of fun um it was pretty great yeah so then yeah after that like shit just keeps ramping up and even andy stopped by and uh they lock everybody up that they could find to the radiator um and then roxanne tries to stab andy in the crotch and eva gets really mad and just kicks her (laughs) repeatedly in the face and then blake goes and is like uh hey guys guess who's here (laughs) I mean, this was just so fun. I'm trying to think of other parts of books where the author does this, where suddenly, like, things are being described and you're totally thrown off um, because you don't understand what's happening. Um, I think also that Ava and Ellie both start with E. Um, That threw me off for a second. I was like, that name looks a little unfamiliar, but I don't know why. And then I was like, oh, my God, what? (laughs) Um, Like, yeah. Because he's not like, oh fuck the witch hunters. He just starts. He's just watching them and kind of describing what they're doing. Um, yeah, and it wasn't. Yeah, I don't know. But um, they just take care of business. And um, Andy's described as wearing a dumb hat with ear flaps. And then I was like, is Andy a Garrick? <laughs> and like, they're probably not Garricks. <laughs> but it is a very distinctive hat. Yeah. It's true. <sighs> They're probably not Garricks. <laughs> Although we don't know their last name, so <coughs> um they could be some branch of the family that was never really awoken and then got fucked and now destroy people. Um but yeah, so um Blake realizes that they know that he exists and a little bit about him and are trying to like counter Blake as they're also um taking down all the cousins um Mm -hmm. and before they do that blake pops over to alexis and is like oh the witch hunters are here and ty's like oh yeah they can kill whoever they want lol and blake's like well fuck i guess we should maybe help them (laughs) yeah and 
Evan comes and because he's going to help Blake, but he's going to help by like hiding out in a room until Blake like gives the signal. So whatever that means, <laughs> whatever that means. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so they've, they've been like mission impossible style creeping throughout the house, destroying all the reflective surfaces or blocking them or whatever. And that's fun. And the phone isn't working for some reason. I'm like their cell phones or something. I'm not sure. Um, and Callan's convinced that Peter and Ellie are just trying to, like, fuck them all up, which, like, I totally understand why he thinks that, given the stories about their family. <laughs> um, Hilarious. Yeah. And so then Andy explodes something and Eva takes them all down. And Blake's like, I've never seen someone deliver a roundhouse kick in real life. And, like, we learned how to do roundhouse kicks in karate when we were, like, seven or whatever. Do you remember that? Yeah, but like, okay, for one, not everybody takes karate. Sure. And for another thing, it's different for like, how I don't know how like old an actual like, fight. A, yeah, it's different for like a seven year old like practicing how to do it <laughs> versus actually see someone get roundhouse kicked like in the chest or the face or whatever. You know, sure. it's just not the same thing. Sure. It just I, that sentence for some reason seemed to imply like, oh, no one actually does this, and I'm like, no, yeah, like that's what we were trained like i feel like it was like the first kick we learned um yeah you might be right but like i mean it's been a long time i don't know i mean i haven't seen like a real life roundhouse kick in a fight before sure sure yeah Yeah, that's fair yeah so i mean like it's not that that crazy (laughs) that's true uh yeah um but this is the first of many kicks that eva unleashes upon yeah i shouldn't laugh it's actually really brutal and awful um <laughs> it's kind of funny something about like you know just two i don't know it's just it's a it's kind of a fun interaction so mm-hmm. i'm like yeah you guys are like technically you know you guys are minors but like you're all assholes but like it is pretty brutal it, it goes yeah. a little far yeah because i think that like I mean, Roxanne, like, completely sucks. Like, everything about Roxanne is, mm-hmm. like, she's a little shit, and, like, I hate her, right? But then, yeah. you know, she's like, oh, I'll tell you where the others are, and you're like, oh, of course, and she's just like, oh, and Andy's like, okay, I'll just zap you instead of hitting you or whatever, and Roxanne stabs him, and my first emotional reaction is like, oh, what a little bitch, and then I think about it for a second, I'm like, no, <laughs> like, 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 these people literally- have invaded like the place that she's at and are, like, beating up her family members. Yeah. And she's completely within her right to try to stab this man. Yeah. And like yeah. good for her. Um, but I wish she had like run or something. Yeah. <laughs> or you know, I just yeah. Um, and so then Eva like completely kicks her face and everything, and that's yeah, awful. I'm like, you know, maybe like how old is she? Like eleven 12. or something, twelve? Yeah. yeah. Maybe don't repeatedly maybe- like kick a 12 year old or like really anyone in the face over and over but especially a fucking 12 year old even if she's like basically like a psychopath you know like right i mean it yeah it was just like visceral and really awful um yeah yeah, yeah. and i i because i harbor some fondness for i guess andy more than ava because she's scary and whatever but with the interlude and stuff it's like oh you kind of get into the people's mindset or whatever but like no, she's just awful and horrifying. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Um, she's a little, just a little unhinged. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, yeah, 
No, it's terrible. Yeah. Um, and then they just like start handcuffing the Thorburns to everything. And I'm just sort of imagining like what happens <laughs> like you you're beaten up and then you wake up after being like unconscious or whatever, and like your arms are like handcuffed to like other people's legs. Like what do you do? <laughs> yeah like i mean i guess you just like stay lying down or whatever but i just was like because like i think Kristoff got handcuffed to like two different people's legs and it was just like what do you do <laughs> and imagining like the radiator and this like web of thorburns handcuffed to each other like splayed out it's just what a what a thought what, an what image. a thought yeah <laughs> yeah um yeah i mean hey yeah I agree. Yeah. Um, And so then they have some emerald colored ball. And I don't understand what this is. And I don't know if I'm supposed to understand, but it did. It was supposed to do something. It's not clear if it did anything like it was basically unchanged. Uh, Whatever happened wasn't supposed to be noticeable to Eva, the witch hunter. I'm assuming this affects like others or something. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Am I supposed to know? <laughs> if you're, Are you supposed to know? Based on a packed reader. Was this something I forgot or something? Do you remember? The the green ball thingy. Yeah. Or the emerald. Yeah. yeah. Um, try and decide if I should say. I mean, no. You, you know. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, Just, you're good. Unless uh, I forgot something. But no, you're not supposed to know what that is. Okay. Um... <laughs> She comments on how the civilians are supposed to be normal. And I'm like, y'all don't understand the Thorburns, but okay. <laughs> yeah. They're like, yeah. They're like, Although, mad fucked. when I was like in junior high or whatever, um, one of my friends started acquiring like a pocket knife con- collection. He started buying like really cool looking pocket knives. Um, mm-hmm. I bought him one for like his birthday or something. So like, I never carried a knife around, but I was like, no, I've known some like quote-unquote children who carry knives around um not really to like out of self-defense but just sort of out of it's cool to have a knife in my pocket kind of sure yeah i don't know if i've known any 12 year olds that do but um i mean yeah i I definitely know a lot of people that well especially here it's fucking texas Mm. everyone carries (laughs) something you know Mm. you just i mean yeah (laughs) yeah if it's a knife it's like at least it's not a gun you know (laughs) yeah uh, well, you're uh, not supposed to bring guns into hospitals although i mean it's not like they search people so yeah interesting i um mm-hmm. um i work in a federal building now i just started a new job and um all the marshals like u.s marshals work in my are the work in my building um yeah. and like they know who we are and stuff or at least yeah they know who i am um so we don't go through the security stuff we get to walk around um and we can like bring our phones into the building and stuff because you can't bring your phones into federal buildings <laughs> you can't bring your phones into federal buildings no oh i did not know that yeah hmm. um and so yeah i was sort of thinking like the other day i realized that like since i work in a federal building it's like kind of a target for like mm, terrorist attacks question mark but also like there's i mean it's yeah it's there's security checkpoints and stuff. Like, I don't think anyone could really get past them. Mm-hmm. But it was just a weird 
thing of like, oh, yeah. Huh. That's wild. That's wild. Mm-hmm. Hmm. All right. Any other thoughts? <laughs> um, Not about knives, but. Any about that <sighs> section? Yeah. Because they, okay. well, then they go and talk to the. So Blake goes back and talks to the cabal. Mm-hmm. And we That's learn right. about the, whether they had implements and stuff. He's like, have y'all done anything like this? And this was really interesting that like they were trying to figure out what to do and they were trying to use like augury or something to figure it out. But especially when it came with to Rose and Evan, they kept seeing like soulmates being separated and someone being lost and all that crap. And so Mm -hmm. they just like didn't do anything. And it's interesting because like, I mean, at first it was like, oh, that's just Blake. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, but is that like, also foretelling of the future something bad happening or is it just like no it's just blake like i feel like they should have realized that you know a person got eaten at the factory and it was bad um yeah yeah. that's fair because they were like oh it must be the duchamps have a plan and i'm like "Mm, mm," i don't know um but yeah, so they decide, like, okay, what we need is to make some defenses. We need to stall until Rose comes back. I guess we should save the Thorburns. And we can't do shit about the Witch Hunters, so we're putting them on the back burner, quote-unquote. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, they're coming for you. They're in your house. Like, what are you talking about? You can't... What? 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 <sighs> putting the Witch Hunters... Putting the Witch Hunters on the back burner was, like, you know, for 30 minutes ago, not for now (laughs) yeah it's a little late okay next andy and eva go on the attack and the cabal send some others to defend against them one of the boogeymen is bounced back um yeah so they're formidable especially when they you know they can you can tell they know something about blake and they're trying to get at him um Mm -hmm. they've spray painted windows and stuff and they're destroying all the paintings they can find (laughs) Um, I mean, Blake is pretty formidable opponent, but I'm wondering if they're just kind of playing it safe, um, mm-hmm. or if he's like a big force to be reckoned with. Cause I mean, I don't think they're doing anything about Evan necessarily. Um, yeah. Hmm. But yeah, so then Tiff and Ty are dealing with getting others to deal with the witch hunters and Alexis and Blake are strategizing and they decide that they need to deal with the council because... If they cut off the snake's head, it dies or whatever. Um, so they also briefly talk about the law of retribution, um, that the practice is stronger if it is just um, and or with society and its norms, mm-hmm. uh, which aren't always the same thing. But um, yeah. Um, and then Blake's worried because he's like, think I think he thinks Alexis is like giving up and... Blake's like, I'm responsible for you, so I have to keep you safe. And Alexis is like, no, Rose is responsible for us because all of your connections move to Rose. He's like, when well, y'all flip. shit. That's <clears throat> like, oh. And it's like, oh, especially if Rose knew how this would work, I could see her being incredibly pissed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bunch of people. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so she, Alexis seems to think that maybe they're attacking the three of them because uh, if they die or whatever, that could really hurt Rose karmically. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Not that, I mean, I guess it can get worse. It's just funny thinking of like a Thorburn's karma being hurt. It's like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, 
But yeah, and so then Alexa says, you need to do what you can to help her, even, and then she stops, and Blake goes, even what? And I go, even what? (laughs) And she's just like, just do what you can to help her. I'm like, god damn it! (laughs) Because Ty's like watching really close, because it seems like she's about to give something away, and then she stops, and I'm like, god damn it. Um, But yeah, they point out that like, if something bad happens to Rose, like, the... The next four heirs are all in town and, you know, the next three are like in that house. And so um, they could just kind of obliterate shit quickly. Yeah. Although, like, doesn't the house just go to the attorneys? Like, isn't getting rid of Thorburn's bad? <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe having a baby Thorburn in charge would be less bad. I don't know. Um, And then Alexis talks about how the witch hunters were the thing that Rose was most worried about. And that's really interesting because I'm in my re-listen or whatever, Rose like really wanted to become a witch hunter. She was like, mm-hmm. Blake, it's perfect. Let's do it. Um, but I guess she's always seen them as powerful, which is why she was so freaked out about them. Yeah. Um, and yeah, apparently they're the reason she finally quote unquote caved and did the dead man switch. And I'm wondering if one of them was like, Rose, you should do this. Or if... They were all like, it's a bad idea, but maybe it's an option. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but yeah, so then the diary boogeyman bounces back and <laughs> she's kind of great. Um, her whole aesthetic, it's like really awful, but like kind of fun. It makes me wonder like, yeah, what horrible shit did you do down in the drains? Mm-hmm. Um, and what did she, how'd she get the book? Like, <laughs> how'd she get down there? I don't mm-hmm. know. It's it's fun thinking about it. Um and he's like you should leave or alexis is like you should leave and don't trust your instincts when it comes to rose and i'm like what does that mean yeah <laughs> um <clears throat> and blake's like no i'm gonna stay here and fight for y'all um and the paper boogeyman is attacking and it's scary and they try to get her in a box and they break the box and all is lost <laughs> all is lost Oh, geez. Yeah. Uh, it's just all a hot mess, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, let's see. Um, after the boogeyman bounces, um, Blake talks with her. She seems to really like him and want to group <laughs> up. Um, even though he's been like, no. And she's like, oh, yeah, we could do this, this, this. Um, so all his friends basically are like, well, we're dead. So uh, good luck, Blake. <laughs> And Blake is like, fuck that, and goes after her with the hyena, which is pretty sweet. Yeah, it's it's funny that like like I was a little sad that this had to happen. It was it was clear that she was just gonna try to murder them all. Um, and that is bad. Um, and so like it was like good that Blake was able to like take her out. But I wonder if packed readers find her or found her at all sympathetic. Hmm. Um Blake straight up is like oh there's like no humanity left in her which seems to be like kind of the like okay to kill her but like she's just trying to be free of the abyss um it you know it sounds like oh if a practitioner summons you and you kill them you can you're you're out you're free mm-hmm. like you're 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 severed um from that place and it's so horrible and bad and awful so it's like yeah and so everything she's doing is just to like survive and continue to exist Mm -hmm. um 
and yeah just her being like oh Blake yeah like I just I I really liked her and again it's like good that he killed her because I want the three of them to live more than I want her to live yeah but um I felt sad um I Wabo does this a lot by making antagonists relatable um putting us in their shoes um helping us understand their perspective mm-hmm. um and then often you'll find situations where like two people that you really like are on the opposite sides and it sucks <laughs> yeah um and this was kind of a mini thing of that for me mm-hmm. um but do you feel like this chick was at all sympathetic or is this a pale thing again i did not read her as sympathetic okay um i read her as like holy shit she's like fucking psycho um i thought she was really cool but i was like yeah i'm still not seeing the sympathy on there (laughs) no she's like aha we can kill them and then oh we can you know make them terrified and feed off of their fear i'm like well our protagonist has been doing that for several arcs now um because if he doesn't like he's gonna die or something i mean yeah but that's a little he's doing it because he has like, specific goals because he's trying to keep his friends and family safe um she's not really s- she doesn't come across that like she's about to wither up and die if she doesn't do this she doesn't really come across as desperate she comes across as like you know like opportunistic or something yeah but she yeah. could argue that's in their nature but <clears throat> you don't have to i mean just because it's in their nature doesn't mean it's good or I have to sympathize. I mean, everything the milkmaid does is in her nature, too. And I sure as fuck don't sympathize with her. Yeah, she's awful and I hate her. <laughs> yeah. So letting, uh, yeah, I mean, giving yeah. someone, yeah, letting someone die by like a thousand paper cuts doesn't really like make me be like, I don't know. I don't find much sympathy. No, yeah. In my heart um, for her. And I, again, I was happy when Blake, like, kills her or whatever Mm -hmm. um but there was a little twinge of like oh she's just doing this because she wants to be out of the abyss um but she did make i mean it's interesting she made a lot of decisions that led her to becoming a monster um but we also see again that like blake seems to it seems likely that blake would have done that if he had spent enough time down there um but murder is bad and torture is bad and it's good that she's dead (laughs) because there wasn't a scenario where they could be like no let's sit down and talk about this (laughs) well and yeah 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 murder is bad and torture is bad that sums it up i'd say um so then we have this like really upsetting thing where they all kind of say bye to blake um ty asks blake to look after evan and tiff says that it was really nice to meet him because after he showed up things started making more sense and i'm just like oh um and she said something weird about like she wanted to be like blake and she wanted to be blake or something and i was like that's weird but maybe you mean like someone who got out of a bad situation and improved his life but also you don't necessarily know that about him Mm -hmm. so i was like that was weird (laughs) and i don't know if that was a clue um and she's like i wish i could have helped more and he's like well you could give me the fucking hint but he realized like he he doesn't want to ask because it'll be admitting to himself that their situation is really really bad Mm -hmm. um which is kind of great um and so blake is like no 
I'm gonna fucking get her. And so he he breaks the mirror and jumps out and like has a body, but he's blind. And so he stabs the diary girl with the hyena and then he stabs the book eventually and it was very like harry potter and the chamber of secrets energy (laughs) god and then another thing happens where alexis is like it says alexis sounds stronger than before and says goodbye blake and he's like oh like it was a faint like she's she wasn't actually that weak or something but then he gets like zapped away and it's like was it a faint do i like do I not trust Alexis? Like, am I being overly sus? Like, what? Because then I had another thought of, like, mm-hmm. Alexis is also blonde, right? Mm-hmm. Is Alexis a former? <laughs> okay. So you're is thinking Alexis that... Like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to find Blake. <laughs> you're, you're like, full-on chocolate bar. No! Full-on, like, chocolate bar right now. It's horrible. Blake gets stronger when people are afraid of him Mm -hmm. and so it was like Alexis got stronger when Blake murdered someone for her yeah um (sighs) hmm okay I don't know but Um, so maybe like they I mean, the witch hunters are still coming, so they're still fucked within the next, like, 15 minutes, probably, if that. But at least there's not a boogeyman literally trying to murder them right now. So that's cool. Yeah, that's And maybe they nice. won't find the room, although they probably will, because whatever. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Full-on chocolate bar. <laughs> Who is Blake? Is Blake Tiffany? Is Blake, is Blake is Tiffany? Blake Rose? I don't know. I was what like, the hell are you Tiffany? talking about? I was like, what? Tiffany. Well, Tiffany was like, she wants to be Blake. Melinda, what the fuck are you talking about? So similar. Okay. <sighs> All right. No one should read the story okay. this way. It's so painful. All right. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Okay. Um. Yeah, I don't know what to say, <laughs> but I think, yeah, I think just, I know we're doing this podcast, Malia, but at some point, just take, need to take a step back and, and breathe, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The urge to like keep reading has been a lot stronger since like probably, yeah, since like arc nine or so. Um, yeah. It's been hard. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. It does. Well. Um, as all the reflective surfaces are gone in the house now, Blake is evicted from the house hey. and meets up with Evan again. Um, they decide to go and talk to the Briar girl and they talk to her about having a junior council meeting. Yeah, this was the, on my reread, this part of the chapter was a lot longer than I remembered. I sort of remembered it just ending. Um, but then I was like, oh yeah, the junior council. So Blake's had a lot of emotions about his friends and he feels like he abandoned them. And so he's like basically full tree man hmm. now. And that's fun. <laughs> it's pretty, it's pretty fun. Yeah. It, it, I mean, yeah, it's concerning, but I don't know what you're going to do. Like <laughs> the idea of like a tree man in a mirror world. I'm not like, what is that? <laughs> is that anything? <laughs> 
Okay, what are you trying to say? I don't know. I just like so much of Wild Bo's stuff seems to be like um, Bloody Mary and um, fairies, right? Like the Fae and like God. Like these are all sort of like concepts of like stories that I've heard before, mm-hmm. but like you know a little tweaked. But just like like Tree Man in a Mirror World. I don't know. Like was this the plan? <laughs> are you trying that to figure out what story this comes from? Or it just comes from like, a story. Is this is the lesson of this just like others are totally random and not I don't like I mean but presumably Grandma Rose at all put the tree tattoos on him and maybe they didn't choose them to be tree tattoos. Um but whatever. And then I guess the plan was not for Blake and Rose to swap places, but for Blake to die and for Rose to show up. And so the whole, we're going to have a tree man in the mirrors <laughs> just feels weird. Feels weird. I don't know what to say. Hmm. Uh, okay. But yeah, he talks about how like, he's just, there's a bunch of holes. And so he can breathe in a bunch because it's just air like going through his whole body. And when his voice cracks, it's like literally cracking. Yeah. So that's upsetting. Mm-hmm. Um, seems like he's still in the mirror world. Uh, yeah. And they decide, you know, let's go. Let's try to fight the council. Um, so they decide maybe Sandra's because Johannes is, you can't go in his domain. That's bad. Mm-hmm. The Bahames are all warded up. So let's try the Duchamps, I guess. Um, but obviously they've warded their place. Um, they're trying to decide if this is cowardly, if like it's not fair, if the spirits would give them some edge for that. Um, also, apparently Evan and Alexis cheat at poker and it's just like not explained and that's fun. Um, and poor Ty, he like has no idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And so they just want to like fuck up the council and then it'll all fall apart or something. Um, mm-hmm. But... Or, like, if they can make Sandra look weak, maybe the others will, like, be like, ooh, I can get in there now, and it'll, like, give the Thorburns a break or something. Um, yeah, but they're trying to figure it out, and Evan surprises us all with his knowledge of Greek mythology. That is and surprising. Says, this isn't a serpent, this is a hydra. Um, if you cut off a head, another le- like, another head pops up. Mm-hmm. Um, like how with the Bahames that's been happening. <clears throat> and... So they decide that instead of going after the head, they're going to go after the feet. <laughs> yeah. And I just love Operation Snake's Foot as a thing. <laughs> and like, do any snake have feet? Or did Evan say a lie? Snake with foot. Hmm. Um, a snake with a single clawed foot has been discovered in China in 2009. A 66-year-old woman said she found the reptile clinging to the wall of her bedroom with its talons in the middle of the night. That's fun. <coughs> so I guess Evan's caveat saved him. I guess so. That's like one little arm. Oh. Um, weird. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so instead of going after the head of this thing, let's go after the feet. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. So then when he's like... I watched the children filtering out of the school. I was like, this sounds really bad. Um, (laughs) (laughs) This is like a great factor. Let's kill the children instead of the adults. I was like, this doesn't feel like Blake. 
Um, but then he's like, meeting time. And I'm like, okay, I hope it's really just meeting time. Like, okay, um, this is more acceptable. Yeah, I don't know why the Briar Girl's here. I guess it was convenient. I guess we've been, like, using Mags too much. And that might be, like, uh, she might still be in some deep shit. We don't know what happened with Molly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so we need someone else to just sort of, like, talk to. And she's neutral enough. But, yeah. Um, so his whole thing is, like, the status quo needs to be challenged. And I'm not the only one who might feel that way. And so... Maybe some of the other kids will be like, yeah, this is dumb. Why are we fighting? And I don't really see any Bahame or Duchamp being like, yeah, this is dumb. Why are we fighting? I mean, Penny in the second arc or whatever that was, was a little like, I don't want to drive my brat sister to dance lessons and I don't want to whatever. But I don't <laughs> know that she's like, yeah, I don't want my family to be lord of this town. Yeah. Um, Or like, yeah, I want to side with the Diabolus. I don't know. <laughs> Um, but this is another thing that's like, is Blake just Grandma Rose? Because Grandma Rose also felt this way, although this isn't a total unique idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <clears throat> but hopefully he's not going to like murder them all. And he's instead going to be like, let's rebel. Yeah, that's always um, a good hope, you know? Yeah, I wonder if it'll turn into that thing from Gallivant in, I think, season two, uh, where Sid is like, they're like, gonna revolt against the rulers and by the time he gets there to be like we're rioting he's the only one left and that was pretty funny <laughs> yeah it'd also be pretty funny if the next word is Briar girl being like no i'm not gonna do that bye like <laughs> yeah that would but be kind of we're probably we gotta move the plot yeah so we're gonna probably meet up with the children the children the babies all right um so now we should talk about Pale in Comparison, which is the name Ooh. of our podcast. Ooh. We're bringing it back from <laughs> this section. What a surprise. What a surprise. Um, which I feel like there's a few things we could potentially talk about. Um, one, we could compare some of, uh, I guess, the boogeymen, or we could co- compare, like, this, you know, boogeyman being bounced back compared to um, potentially other things in Pale that have bounced back. Um, we could talk about um let's see i guess any like crazy witch hunter things what do you feel like what is speaking to you um i have a hard time remembering specific bounce back things i mean i was gonna say like the whole status quo needs to be challenged thing sure um i mean that's a huge thing in pale right like Mm -hmm. the big conflict with the kenneteers and the conspirators is like you know they all agree that like the system is bad and we want things to be better i think they disagree a little bit as to like what the definition of better is um and they disagree as to like the means and how important it is that the way you go about change is like good Mm -hmm. um but like like miss made a whole society uh like in kenna in the first place based on the idea that like it doesn't have to be this way um and everything that the kenneteers do is kind of like hey it doesn't have to be this way and it could be better for everyone Mm -hmm. um i feel like in pale we see the specific details of the the goal and the methods and like everything about trying to change society Mm -hmm. whereas in pact 
I don't know what Grandma Rose's goal was. I don't know what she did. Um, I don't know what any of these people are doing. I don't know what Laird did. It's just like they're big, powerful families that have lots of power. There's Johannes, who's a big question mark. And then there's people at the bottom who kind of get stepped on. And it's like, yeah, this is bad. But um, I don't know. It feels like this story is more about like, yeah, you say you want that, but it's really hard to get it. And also it might, you might like be so destroyed in fighting for it that you just like can't do it anymore. Hmm. Um, I mean, I don't know the ending of the story, but it seems like Blake is becoming less human, um, a lot more ruthless and a lot more, I mean, he's turning into a tree. <laughs> um, whereas the Kenneteers, it seems like they're going to succeed. Like maybe not in every, you know, single way, but I don't see them like surrendering their convictions and I don't see the universe punishing them for that. Like, I think they're, they've gone through a lot of shit and a lot of struggles, but I don't really see like them being like, nah, fuck it. Or, you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's like the more hopeful version of this story, yeah. which really seems to be like every generation people want change and try to change things and nothing ever changes. Mm-hmm. Hmm. All right. I like it. Mm-hmm. Well, now I'm excited to talk about your bold and specific prediction. <laughs> um, Starting off real. Sure. Real bold. You need to do what you can to help her. Even, is it like even murder her? Even die? Even make yourself like the giving tree? Oh my god, is Blake the giving tree? <laughs> Alright, is that your prediction? Blake is the giving tree? <laughs> that story's so fucked up. Bald Buzz. A Shel Silverstein fan. And really wanted <laughs> to bring it in. a Shel Silverstein fan. Yeah. He really wanted to bring it in. And, uh, I don't think Blake's literally the giving tree. <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> uh, um, I think that um, they're not the so the three of them, Ty, Tiffany, and Alexis, will be alive, and Blake will see them again. Like they're not necessarily gonna like survive this story, but I don't think that was the last time we saw them. Hmm. All right. Cool. Um. Do you think? What do you think? Like, oh, yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say maybe Tiffany, because her goodbye felt more like a real goodbye. <laughs> okay. Um, but it doesn't feel like we're done with them. Anyway. I want to know what you think is going to happen, or if we're going to get to see more fun interactions with uh, the Thorburn kids and uh, Eva and Andy. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, oh, a Peter interlude would be fun. Hmm. Um, I mean, I feel like too much shit might happen between them, but I... Yeah, I want to see them like wake up and be attached to each other and be like, "What do we do now?" Um, I kind of don't think so. Okay, kind of think we're we're kind of done with seeing all that. I mean, now. I think I think we'll see the Thorman kids again, um, but I think we'll kind of like more hear of the aftermath and not get to directly see them interacting. Okay, all right, cool, all right. Um, our previous discussion question was, uh, Emily, you read it. It's just a weird. Dis- <laughs> You came up with it. It's, it's a weird question, in my opinion. <laughs> okay, it was pick a popular name. And if a bunch of people with that name were all in one practitioner circle, what would their specialty be? I feel like we had a lot of people talk about this in uh, the Discord. Um, remember them talking about, like, what, Josh or something? Do you remember? Oh, yeah. It was, like, a gr- the meeting of the Joshes or something. 
Right. So Captain Rhino said that Josh's would form into a circle of war mages because there was a Josh fight um, where a whole bunch of Josh's got together with pool noodles <laughs> and hit each other a bunch. Which is really funny. Everyone seemed to go f- for like war or chaos stuff or something. I don't know. Like it was kind of funny. Um, well, let's see. It looks like uh, you're all Zarl. Yeah, they said a group of war mages named the Zack Attack Pack, but each of them spell it differently. Zack, like Z-A-C, Z-A-C-H, Z-A-C-K, Z-A-K, Z-A-Q, Z-A-K-H, etc. And one Zeke, who's terrified of being found out, which I think is pretty funny. (laughs) Yeah, then um, Elliot commented, and one Jacques, and they just think he has like a funny accent. (laughs) (laughs) that's pretty funny that's funny and then we've got we got one um reddit comment hey um, from bonsley 67 um they said gods and spirits a practitioner circle composed entirely of gregs would probably be really bureaucratic technomancers or illusionists slash enchanters that are super good at being undetected and being non-threatening they just want to grill man i feel like this is like i'm trying like i'm like do greg's grill is that a thing i don't know the only like greg i can think of off the top of my head is greg davies and he's like the taskmaster yeah um and would he be like a puppeteer (laughs) huh (laughs) if he was a practitioner like um like florin a puppeteer he gets people you're saying it's taskmaster um yeah (laughs) It doesn't it doesn't quite fit, but maybe we can go with that. Sure. Okay. Have you seen Taskmaster? I've seen some of it. I remember they had to melt a big thing of ice. Um, they do a lot of great stuff, man. Yeah, they do a lot of really good stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So I think that since my question was a dud, you have to come up with one. I mean, I'm not saying it was a dud. A lot of people talked about it in the <laughs> discord. I just think it was weird. It was weird. Yeah. I just think it was a little bizarre. Um, I have to come up with yeah. one. Let's see what relates to what we're talking about. Um, I don't know. I can't think. I had too much uh, energy drink and my brain's like <laughs> bouncing all, across, all against my skull. Um, well, there's there's Pumpkin Man. There's Operation Snake's Foot there's uh tree men there's wipe his butt with my face (laughs) Mm. all of which are great discussion questions malia well no i'm trying to i'm trying to she's trying to throw things out to get you to you know we're brainstorming and like we need some inspiration inspire you yeah Hmm. um or like how chocolatey i am we could say like what's the most like what's like another good um I don't know. What do you call really paranoid people besides saying that they're like doing the chocolate bar thing? That's a great question. Just worded like that. I don't need to fix it up at all. <laughs> Name paranoid people. What? <laughs> See, that's exactly how I felt when you were talking about your discussion question last week. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? People of the same name? What? Well, what about like a like what's your something they've- chocolatey conspiracy? Is that like about chocolate? I don't know. It's however you want to take it. All right. <laughs> I'm doing 
if anyone ever wants to suggest a discussion question, apparently we're having a hard time. You no, know, Malia, I'm just going to remind you at the beginning of this podcast, we said we were going to do them every now and again. And well, we I'm, I'm going cool skipping it every now and then. No, but you're refusing. We can't. All right. Well, this I is like what's your favorite child holiday conspiracy. We'll see what happens. The um, yeah, last week I had like traveled a whole bunch, and um, I had started like I think I had started a medication that was making me kind of like exhausted, and I didn't realize it until halfway through the episode. And then Jenny was just like, "Are you sleepy? What was happening last week with you? <laughs> you weren't sleep deprived, but you were something." So <clears throat> it's all right. I mean, I've been sleep deprived on the podcast too. It happens. Just that in their own. It happens. Okay. Favorite chocolatey conspiracy. Whatever the fuck you would think that means. That's what it just means. Go with it. Just go with just, it. Just go with it. I'm really excited. All right. Sweet. Literally, because it's chocolatey conspiracy. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe, share it with your friends, and leave a rating and review. To support our podcast, go to patreon.com slash doofmedia. And if you'd like to support Wildbow as he continues to write fantastic stories, go to patreon.com slash Wildbow. You can follow the pod on Twitter at Pale Comparison or send us an email at paleincomparisonpod at gmail.com. Keep an eye out for our Reddit thread in r slash parahumans where you can answer a discussion question and share your thoughts on this episode. In addition, if you would like to see all of my predictions laid out in front of you, in front of your eyes... Check out our episode description for a link to a prediction tracker. Which maybe will be updated someday. Yeah, I'm yeah. working on it. Next episode, we will be covering chapters 11.9 and 11.10, question mark. <laughs> it's real. It's a real. I just real sure. Ah, that okay. sounds fine. I'll let you know if I change my mind, but it sounds good. Well, now. Um, oh, okay. Wait, I want to read a. I want to read a review. Woo! I want to encourage all, right. all of you to leave cool reviews for us. Um, leave cool reviews. If you live in not the United States, for some reason, I think I have a hard time finding those reviews. So if you feel like you want us to be really happy inside, um, you should like DM Jenny or me or something or or tweet at us or whatever with a screenshot of your review. And I might read it on the podcast because they make me happy. Um and but if so, you just want to fuck with us a little bit, you can also leave that <laughs> review in your native language if it's not English, and oh, we'll God. have to try to see if, well, I guess how accurate Google Translate is. Oh, that'll be fun. Could be fun. Random fact um, um, that is not my actual fun fact. Um, have you seen The Good Place, Malia? Mm-hmm. Do you know the character Derek? Mm-hmm. Okay. Apparently, um, some of Derek's lines were created by running them through Google Translator like several times. Oh, that's fun. Just to get them like really kind of jumbled. Weird. <laughs> that's really fun. Right? <sighs> yeah. Um, but our five star review Yay! on Apple Podcasts that's visible in the US is from the Voracious Diplomat who left this review like almost a year and a half ago. So thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Um, and they said, so happy this exists. I've been pretty stressed out lately, and this podcast has been an excellent reprieve. Thanks for making it. Which, thank you. That's very sweet. Oh, that's very sweet. Like yeah. chocolatey conspiracies. Like chocolatey reprieve. That's right. I appreciate that <laughs> review. Thank you. <laughs> Ugh, this energy drinks in my brain. Um, all right. I've got a fun fact. 
Woo. There is a Scottish tartan for Mars exploration. What? Mm-hmm. Like the pattern thing? Yeah. I thought those Some- were for like families. Yeah. Someone created so one for like an activity. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's okay. <laughs> this is what it says. And this is on like the official like Scottish like tartan. I don't know. Like there's a official like website and cool thing about it. Um, so I just copied like the summary thing on it. It said designed on behalf of Charles Cockle, professor of astrobiology, Edinburgh university. This tartan is intended to be worn during Mars science exploration and outreach activities. Colors. The red background depicts the surface of Mars, the red planet. Blue depicts Mm -hmm. the water-rich past of Mars and the presence of water, mainly as ice, Mm -hmm. on the planet today. The four green lines represent Mars. Again, they're saying Mars a lot. Uh, The fourth planet (laughs) from the sun. (laughs) So there's four lines. Uh, The presence of habitable conditions on the planet and the possible future presence of life in the form of human settlement. The thick white line represents the Martian poles visible from Earth, a conspicuous and important feature of the planet and its long-term climactic cycles. I the poles. I had I've never heard of Mars's poles before. Yeah, I haven't either. You know what? Okay. Apparently there are some weird tartans out there. Um and I you know, we should just look some up sometimes. This says Canada tartans. What is that? Let me just look up one. Um, there actually is just, there is an official tartan of Canada, which is interesting. Well, just just all of Canada. Yeah, I guess. Uh, and then there's also some from certain regions of Canada. Um, like Quebec, Manitoba, Alberta, Saskatchewan. Yeah, they've got, I mean, yeah, I don't know who's making these, but that's cool. Well, that's cool. Okay. One's called plaid romance. I got to see what that is. <laughs> okay. So then this, this is a gallery of romance novel covers with a decidedly tartan twist. One's called Temptation and Tartan. The Devil Wears Tartan. Once Upon a Tartan. <laughs> Mad, Bad, and Dangerous in Plaid. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, the Groom Wore Plaid Behind the Plaid. <laughs> plaid to like the Bone. Okay. Plaid uh, to the Bone. Ah! That's a good one. Oh my gosh. Plaid tidings. No. The tart and the tartan. <laughs> what, the, what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Um well, these are on curious and unusual tartans.com. If you want to look at any of these, I might hmm. look at some more of these for weird ass uh Alice in Wonderland. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, start a plank. I mean, they have a Cheshire cat one. A Matt Hatter's Tea Party, a Tweedledum, a Tweedledee, the Red Queen, the Red King, and the Red Knight. <laughs> I don't know who decide- who made all this stuff. I mean, this could just be like a fake website for all I know. But um, apparently there is, uh, apparently you can make a tartan about pretty much anything. Seems like. Huh. I mean, weird. Yeah. But like, it's like democracy or something. They have a Game of Thrones oh, one. Open source plaid. It says Night Watch Recruit. It looks, oh, looks basically fun. black <laughs> with some white lines on it. Yeah, like, that, honestly. That makes sense. Yeah. They have one for aliens. One about the what? Joker. One about they have one for aliens? They have what does that one mean? For, like the movie Aliens. It's what? green and yellow. 
Um, <laughs> they have one for Star Wars that's just called Grandmaster Skywalker. They have a Lord Vader one. They have a Shrek tartan. <laughs> they have a Shrek tartan. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. That's amazing. We need it. Of course, they have one for Braveheart. Sure. They have one for the film Brave. Oh, you know that's what? fun. These just keep on going, man. Just yeah. keep on going. Um, well, have one on that note for Star Trek, Malia. It's called the Starfleet. <gasps> oh, mm-hmm. Is it red and yellow and blue? It's mostly navy, but yeah, it has a has yeah it has yellow, it has red, and yeah, it has a lighter blue as well. Mm-hmm. Nice, yeah, cool, yeah. All right. Well, on that note, um, I don't know what else to say because, but I'm gonna keep looking at tartans. This makes me feel like I can make a fucking tartan. If like fucking Canada and the United States can have one, I mean, why can't I? That's the spirit. That's the spirit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Scotland appreciates that. Mm-hmm. All right. Um. Yeah. That's it. You can. I mean, I guess we could stop recording any time now. I'm just gonna keep looking at tartans. <laughs> okay. We've got nuclear. Like they have one. They have one for like what the fuck? World peace. They have a homeless one. They've got Earth Earth Rise. Whatever that is. Keep calm and carry on. They have one for that, legitimately. And in that spirit, I'm gonna carry on. (laughs) Bye. Bye. (laughs)